0: Shalom to all. Today's Dafa is Kilim Dafnun Zaina. We are starting about the fourth line with the words Taman Taninon and in the villain's Sadaf, it's on Khaftas Amud about halfway through the Amud. And today's daf is sponsored Nishmas, Mars Merim Sarabasarab Yaakov Maisha, Shama should have an Aliyah. Now, the Mishnah had taught about a Madrega, a raised area in a field. And one of the cases was that we had a row of two or three vines in the field right near the Madrega, and a row of two or three vines on the slope of the Madrega. And the Mishnah had said that if it is Tent Fahim, then they do not combine to be considered a Kerem, but if it is not Tent Fahim, then they do combine. And the Gemara discussed what it is referring to. Is it referring to the row of vines in the Madrega? Meaning if they're 10 fakhim off the ground, they can't join with the ones in the field? Or does it mean the Madrega itself if the Madrega is ten tfachim, then there will not be zero of these two rows of vines, even if the vines in the Madrega are not 10 way, because the Madrega itself being 10 makes it a Machim Chashov, which automatically means the vines in the Madrega are considered to be in their own place and they can't combine with the ones in the field. And we attempted an answer yesterday, and now the Gemara continues, Taman Taninan, over there we learned, this is referring to Mesachoth Shabbos, and we know that if one throws an item for Amas and Rosh then they're Chayev. However, that's only if it lands within ten Fachim of the floor of the Rosh Rabim. but if it landed on something higher than 10 above the Rosh Rabim, so this fellow is not Chayiv, because this is called a makim patur, and it's not rishas rabim or rishas So what do we learn Shabbos? Hazarik arba ames If someone throws an item for Amos and rishas rabim and it lands on a wall, not on the top of the wall, but on the side of the wall, which we're going to explain in a minute how that's possible. L'malam asar If it landed above ten tefachim, meaning higher than ten tefachim, b'rushas rabim, kezarik ba'avir. It's just like he threw something in the air and he's not chayiv. Whereas l'matim asar tefachim. If it landed on the wall lower than ten tefachim, kezarik It's like he threw it on the ground, and it's like it landed in the rishas rabim itself, and he would be chayiv. Explains, the proper girsa is been mired like sun, where the wall is at a slant, meaning it's not straight up, and this item landed on the slant, and that's why it actually stayed on the wall and didn't fall off of it. But now the Gemara asks, Isn't going to eventually fall off the wall? Someone's going to walk by the wall and knock into this object, and it's going to fall down. So, why are you even considering it like it rested on the wall? So, the answer is Rabbi Tifta, we get explained as follows. The thing that was thrown was a fatty fig cake, which means it was very sticky, and it's stuck on the wall, and therefore it's not necessarily going to get knocked off. Here's the attempted answer to the question that we started out with Rabbi Yehisi. Rabbi presented, he suggested the following from Rabbi Yehisi. Amra, doesn't this tell us? Madrega that the slope of the Madrega, this raised piece of land, is like it's below. In other words, just like we see by the wall itself, even if the wall is taller than Tent Fachim, as long as the item landed within ten Fachim of the Rosheth we view it as it being there, and it should be the same thing with our vines that are planted in the slope of the Madrega. Even if the slope is higher than 10, as long as the vines are within 10, they would be mitzareff with the vines in the field. So he answered, Amr'aleh, that's not a raya. Tamon, over there, meaning in our case of the vines, nen nenin mina Madrega. Whatever is planted in the slope of the elevated part of his field They're benefiting from this elevated part itself, so they can't necessarily be considered part of the field because they're benefiting from a totally different part. From the Madrega, not from the field. Bar-am-hacha, however, over here in regards to Shabbos, it's normal for people to walk by this wall that's in the Rosh Hashanah and they rub by it. That's what Ba means. And the item's going to fall. And that's why, even though this item which he threw is currently resting on the wall, eventually it's going to get knocked off and it's going to be on the floor of the Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, we consider it like it's in the Rosh already, as long as it's within 10 of it. Here's a Shabbos case that could be comparable to ours. If one were to say that we're talking about a wall. That has a hole in it, and this item that he threw on Shabbos is benefiting from the hole, meaning it rested in the hole, Madrega, just like we said that what he plants in the slope of the Madrega, that's benefiting from the Madrega itself. Yos and that would be correct, meaning that would be a valid comparison. So nobody's on top we attempt another answer. We have two gardens, one on top of another, meaning one's higher than the other, and the section of land connecting the upper one and the lower one is a slope. It's not completely vertical, it's a nice slope that could be planted on. The lower one is planted like a vineyard while Yana Isuya and the upper one doesn't have a vineyard in it. So Raal Yana he could plant whatever he wants in the upper one, until he reaches to the airspace of ten, which means he could even plant in the sloped area. Going down into the lower one, as long as he stops planting whatever he's planting, when he hits the 10 tefach mark on the slope, meaning within 10 tefachim of the lower one. Now, Rabban Kumi Reb suggested in front of Reb Zaira, Amra, doesn't this tell us that whatever is planted within 10 tefachim of the slope of the Madrega is considered like it's down below? Because we see he has to stop planting his different men once he gets to 10 tefachim above the lower one, and the lower one has a kerem. So, Amlay told him, No, it's not a raya. The only reason why he has to stop once he gets to 10 tefachim is because whatever he's planting on the slope is leaning over into the airspace of the kerem, that's simply an issue of kilayim, we know that vines are not allowed to be placed over zrayim, and zrayim are not allowed to be placed over vines, and that's why we mentioned the number 10, but not because if it's within 10 fachim, it's considered like it's planted in the lower one. Now, this brass continues just with the flip case, (laughs) Let's say the kerem is in the upper one, and the lower one does not have a kerem, so then he could plant a different min in the lower one and on the slope as well, towards the upper one until he reaches the base, or the roots of the gefanim, the grape vines in the upper one. Remember, B.S., B.S., just clarifies, let's l- He's not planting this different min until he reaches the roots of the vines. El it just means he's allowed to plant this different min up until he reaches the three tefach mark below the base of the grapevine. which means let's say the roots of these vines extend six tfachim into the ground. He doesn't have to stop at the bottom of that six tefachim because he's right by the bottom of the root. He can still plant another three tefachim until he reaches within three tefachim of the base of the vines. And why is that? Kada like we taught in Ebrei, so, if roots of peah, which is a type of vegetable, go into four amas of a kerem, but they're below three t'vachim, meaning the three t'vachim underground, that's permitted, because they're considered buried underground. And it's the same thing, planting something in this lower garden, going up the slope towards the upper garden, as long as whatever's being planted on the slope is lower than three t'vachim from the base of the vines, then that's okay, and there's no kilayam issue. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with a brand new Halakha, Halakha Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.